Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. It's a special day in the neighborhood. We're cutting down the testosterone today, people. We have gone to the brains. <laughs> Paul is off. Frank is off. Dora is here. Hello, hello. Barb is back for the first time in a long time. Long, long time. It's good to be back. All right. So who won the breakfast debate, the Rushforth team or the <laughs> Napolitano team? Well, it ended. <laughs> so, so. so we took it up a notch today. Not, uh, not only did we... The Rushforth team buy breakfast. We actually bought Barb's groceries. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Dora and I came in and we were going to be like, hey, we're the ladies. We don't need to buy breakfast. We ate at home. We're all mature, all of that stuff. But I needed bread. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doe, can you get me a, a loaf of bread? <laughs> Which she did. She's a good friend. There you go. And you brought notes. I see you brought. So this is why I'm looking forward to the brains of this operation today. You uh, both brought notes. This is incredible. This is my grocery list. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Barbo's I'm, me. I'm not buying. <laughs> yeah. How was the week that was, Dora? Uh, First of all, would you like to be selling homes in Buffalo right now? Oh my goodness, that snow, eh? Oh, it's Holy crazy. macaroni. It's crazy. And they moved the Bills game, I heard. Yeah, they yeah, had to. Yeah. They yeah. moved um, it to Detroit, couldn't, right? Couldn't mm. see the stadium. Yeah. yeah, bananas, bananas. I I really like the snow, so I was sort of hoping we'd get the tail end of it. Doesn't look like we're going to get too much of it. Um, but the week the week is, is, is what it is, right? So inventory is up. Uh, the interest rates are, are in flux. We're not really sure what's happening with them. A lot, a lot of opportunity for buyers. Um, we are seeing a bit of an uptick in, in buyers, people that have been sitting on the sidelines. They're sort of, you know, getting more acclimatized to this new normal. And we are seeing uh, That buyers. surprises me. I thought it would be a little later than now. It is. Well, you know, it surprises me, especially with the seasonality. So we are in the slowest market we've had in years. And added to that, we are at the slowest time of the year. So that, you know, plays into it. But we are seeing a little bit, at least it feels like we're seeing buyers coming out and and sort of taking the opportunity before the holiday season begins. And so it, uh, it was a good week. So where are we at for listings now? For listings, we are at 37.57 listings. Of that, um, 3,000 are residential, uh, 710 condos. So well up from the numbers that we had at the beginning of this year. Are we back to pretty much what this time of year would usually have for listings now? Like, say, s- if we go back to three years ago. I think we're still a little bit low, mm-hmm. a little bit low, but very, very similar. I think if you take away... The last two years, if you take away the the um, the craziness that happened that no one really could have expected. And I mean, my favorite T-shirt that I saw was, you know, I, I really like some precedented times because we had this all these unprecedented yeah, things happening. Yeah. And and so we're a little bit low in inventory, but we're so much higher than we were at the beginning of this year. That, you know, we're, we're at 3.3 months of inventory for residential, 3.1 for condos. That's not bad. It's not bad. And, and it gives buyers the, the, the power back, right? Buyers have had such a difficult time the last couple of years that right now they have the time. They have the luxury of time to look at homes. If there is something out there that you like, it's a great time to buy. The prices have softened, but that also means that 
your down payment amounts have softened and everything else is is a little bit different. So if you can stomach the interest rates as as they are and the predictions, I think, and I mean, I'm, I'm not the mortgage person, but I think the predictions are the latter part of 23, the beginning of 24, we're going to see a decrease in, in interest rates. When are you going to fix that for us, Barb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fix that personally. Um, we're thinking like second quarter 2023. We have seen some movement this week. We saw rates come down pretty much across the board. Kay, the one who looks after our rate matrix at work, she's had a busy couple of days, things moving down five, 10 basis points. On the five-year? On the five-year, yep. So that's five-year on the fixed side. Obviously, the variable is going to be told in December, whether that's going to move another 25 basis points or not. But we have seen a drop. Now, having said that, since a month ago, the bond rate is Bond market has dropped about 60 basis points. And, of course, that's not being passed on in its full yet. Why not? Why not? <laughs> what are they what waiting for? They're waiting to make their big bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. We're if it s- went up 60 basis points. Oh, you can bet. Yeah. You can bet. That'd be that'd An be immediate picture. reaction the other way, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, we're starting to see, like, 5, 10 basis points isn't huge, but it's going in the right direction. So, can you get a five-year fix just a little over 5? 5, 5.4 now? Yeah, 5.4, 5.5, depends. High ratio, high ratio in there. The the refinance is a little bit higher than that, 5.8, 5.9 type thing. So variable still decent. Um, still higher than the fix though, right? Yep, still higher than the fix. And it will be until it starts to come down, Still Until it starts to come down. And we think that'll be like mid, as Doris said, mid to, to fall next year, spring to fall type thing. Wow. So what are you doing now if your mortgage is coming up? You're not going five years, are you? Not too many five-year fixed right now, and that's not uh, that's not a lot of the advice we're giving. We're more suggesting take the variable. You know, you've got your if you're refinancing, your prime minus fifty. If you're renewing, your prime minus forty type thing. But you've got that option when rates do start to come down, you can lock in. And the neat thing about locking in is if you've had your variable for a year, you can lock into another five-year fixed rate term if rates get to a point where they're more palatable than they are now. And are people able to shop around for their mortgage when it comes up for renewal, or is the stress test just too high now? No, people are definitely able to shop around for their mortgage. You're sort of touching on my did you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of... Had I known that, I would have brought it up much earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, by all means. I mean, if your mortgage is coming up in the next 120 days, what I say is you've got to renew. You've either got to renew with the person you're with, or you've got to renew with another lender, and you might as well make some calls. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, we're not in the best rate environment. I always say it's a lot easier to talk mortgages when your rate's 2.39 than when it's 5.89, for sure. But you got to renew. Well, from so, an affordability from, from, from everything, right? So monthly absolutely. payments. And people think, I think people, when they're purchasing a home, think always in monthly payments. You know, how much, and regardless of rate, which I know the rates are very, very important. They're, they're sort of the key, but it's about affordability. And with the price of everything else going up as quickly exactly. as it has, you know, people are starting to feel it. Like we are, we, we are starting to get calls from people that, that are in these homes and, you know, the, the monthly payments are just too high in order to... Well, to, some people, they're going up six, eight hundred bucks a month. That's right. That's right. And and when your other costs have increased so much as well, that's really coming into play. And I think we're starting to feel that crunch, um, which will, you know, lead to what is an imminent recession, I believe. And then the rates will come down and it'll be cyclical. 
Are most people reamortizing again? Well, that's what I was just going to say to to Dora's comment there. You can reamortize. It can be tricky. It depends on how you were set up initially, whether you were insured, whether you weren't insured, that kind of thing. But um, I myself have not seen a lot of that, but I know that it's out there. I think you're going to see a lot more. Yeah, I think so too. And well, it's not just, you know, when you're talking about, I'm t- I'm saying, hey, call and and figure out whether there's better rates and that kind of thing. That qualifying, that pesky qualifying rate that you brought up, Steve, like that can make the difference whether you qualify for a transfer or not. Yeah. It can be tough. Yeah, it gives the banks a big advantage oh, right now, doesn't 7.84. it? 7.84. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> we don't need that. No, yeah. seriously. Yeah, I mean, no, rates are no. at five and change. We don't need to qualify no. at seven. We really but don't. But we did say that when the rates were at two that were 1.8, that we don't need to qualify at five, right? So, And we didn't because those people already have more. That's right. <laughs> that's, that is true. That is true. Well, one the, point, Steve. <laughs> it's the people that got a mortgage, say, two, two and a half years ago. That's right. But hopefully by the time those mortgages come up, <clears throat> they'll be back down again. Rates will be well, back down. Well, I'm working one right now that's a port. They bought two years ago and it's they blend and extended with TD. Well, they didn't extend. They just blended to term. And they're coming off 3.19 and we're taking a variable, but it's a tricky qualification because it's a 16-year amortization left, right? So now you've got to take your income and qualify, not for a 25- or a 30-year amortization. You've got to qualify for a 16-year amortization, and it can be tricky. Wow, that's, that can be really tricky. Really tricky. And this is, this is a good file. So it's if you have income. 12 or, let's say, 12, 15 years left on your mortgage, can you requalify at 20 or 25? Can you choose... It becomes a refinance. But can you, but yeah, but can you choose the amortization? Like if you don't want to go the full 25, can you say, okay, well, let's just do 20? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you do have options. You do have options. And that's why I often say to people, what do you want to pay? Like, what's your budget? When you say we can't afford more than $800 biweekly, well, that drives your amortization, right? Payment, amortization drives your payment. So you may not need a 30-year amortization and then pay accelerated biweekly and you're knocking your years left to pay down more significantly. Are you finding that people are making a lot of changes to their own personal budgets? Like, are they pulling back from other spending in order to make that work? I find more people budgeting, period. Okay. That's what I find is that people are like, okay, you know, even I myself, I used to go to the grocery store and I would buy my groceries and now I go and to the grocery store. Now you have Dora do it for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Dora just saved me six bucks on bread. Thank you very much. You're It'll welcome. be so good with my soup. <laughs> it's going to taste so See, much better is, because it was great. This is great. how you know the money person is at the table. Instead of budgeting, I just have Dora buy my groceries for me. <laughs> no, but when you come out of the grocery store and you've got one bag of groceries and it was 130 bucks, you're kind of going, okay. I'm not throwing any of that out if I don't eat it. Like yeah. I'm making sure I eat. So I'm, I find more people being more conscious. If they're budgeting, I might not know that. More more budgeting other expenditures like gas, mm-hmm. right? Gas and groceries. People must be more aware of their money now than ever. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Ah, all right. Hopefully we'll have some good news. Oh, you got a did you know. This is. This you is almost yeah. burst my bubble. Oh. <laughs> Wow, I haven't had a woman say that to me. And <laughs> five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. <laughs>
we return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Oh, you know what? I am going to bring Paul on just before you did, you know, for one reason. Paul, you're with us, right? I'm here. Okay, because we're going to need the music for Barb's Did You Know. Oh, Oh, stop. (laughs) Stop. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Barb, let's have it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, I was just call, I was just calling in to uh, welcome Barbie back to the radio. She's sounding great. Oh, thanks, Paul. That's really sweet. I thought yeah, it was just for the music, to... Paul. I thought you were just calling just for the music. That's why. That's really why. And of course, I don't have to say Dora's great always. But, Dora's uh, always awesome. Yeah. Yep. Have a have a great show, everybody. Thanks, thanks Paul. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. All right, Barb, you're did you know. All righty, so... Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now i got both of them doing it. (laughs) So we touched on it in the first segment, but with your upcoming renewals. So you've got a renewal. It's coming up in the next 120 days. Your bank's reaching out to you, trying to get you to early renew, even though we're seeing some downward pressure on rates. But you know you got to renew, and you know the rate environment isn't as favorable as the one you've been in. So there's that niche, and I... People actually do know this because I've talked about it before, but it is my favorite thing. It's that niche where you're less than 65% and with house values increasing as they have over the past few years, you can bet that what you're renewing on your renewal balance can be less than 65% of the value of your home now or if you were a previously insured mortgage. And the rates on those mortgages for a variable, we've got prime minus 90. For high ratio switch, we've got 5.09. And those are, I mean... If you're going into the variable and you're thinking that rates are going to come down as we are and we're starting to see some downward pressure, then it's worth making that call if we can switch you out. And then you can still reamortize at that time? Reamortization is tricky. You're reamortizing to the remaining years on your mortgage. So if you're five years into your mortgage and you paid accelerated biweekly and you took a 25-year amortization, which you would have if you were high ratio, then you've got about 18 years left, 17 and a half, 18 years. And that's what we're re-amortizing to. So that part can be tricky, but again, it's it's worth doing your due diligence. And you wouldn't be further ahead trying to get a 25-year and then saving money on the side if you can, when rates come down, just plop it down on the principal? I mean, my feeling is the sooner you get the money against your principal, the less interest you pay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my overall feeling about it. I so, think it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it is a personal personal choice, but I, I, I'm with you on that. I but think, I think it's a generational thing too, right? Well, I think too, people like to have the idea of having some savings in the bank just because we are in such volatile times. It's kind of nice to not be, whereas before, before rates went up and prime went up and all of that good stuff, you might not have been living pay to pay, but now you might be living pay to pay. And it's nice to just have, you know, a couple thousand bucks tucked aside. Your mm-hmm. Your car needs snow tires, your you know, you end up having to take a trip somewhere and you pay have to gas. Buy your own or, bread. You got to buy. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to see a crunch over the next two years? Do you think, like two two years from now, where people are just renewing and going, "Oh man, I just can't do." This. I think like, so. I think I think with credit card debt increasing, I think people are going to be renewing, re-amortizing, pulling out some of that equity to to help with everyday expenses because it's it's sort of you know the like. If you are purchasing homes that need maintenance, that need work, it's that, you know, where are you going to get that capital? Where are you going to get those funds? And so you take out loans, you do little things, and then and they compound. And I think I think that we, we will see that. Yeah, because those yeah. mortgages come up for renewal two, three years from now. That's right. Depending on what they are by then, 
well, we, we could end up in a position where there's going to be a lot of listings. There, there could be. There could be a lot of listings. And I mean, I think, I think we will see more listings on the market January, February. And I mean, that's typical. We're sort of back to a typical historical market where November, December, the number of listings declines. And then we see an increase January, Feb, which for, you know, us as realtors, January, February, that's our spring market. Because if you think right now, the average days on market is about 45 for easy math's sake, if you put your house up for sale, Feb 1, 45 days, you're mid-March. Mm-hmm. Average closing is about 90 days. That puts you to mid-June. And that's if you fall within the averages. And so really that's when things start to accelerate and, and we do see a lot of, of inventory come up. So how do you pick that fine line? Because if there's going to be more people listing their homes Gen Feb and you want to get the most for your money do you list it now? Do you wait until then? You know, it, it's a very, very personal decision. As we're coming into the last couple of weeks of November and the holiday seasons are starting, so so a lot of celebratory times, there's a lot of entertaining that happens. There's a lot of, you know, people coming home. There's, kids are coming home from school, from whatever. And, and houses tend to have a lot of treasures or clutter, right? So they don't show their best. And a lot of people don't want that disruption. I think we've we've in the last couple of years, if anything, I think our as a society we've changed and we've we've really come to enjoy just good times. And so the stress of having your house up for sale for some sellers during this period where there's a lot of chaos in the house is just not worth it. So I think it just depends. I mean, if you're if you put your house up now, there is a window and there are a lot of buyers looking. There was a lot of opportunity. So it, it if you have a vacant home, sure. If your house is an investment property and you have tenants living in it, maybe not the best time. Wait until the, the, the new year. If if you're in a situation where you have to sell and that's the, the challenge is whether you are, you know, everybody's life is different. So whether there's a death, there's a birth, there's a, a you know, two families getting together, it all depends. And um, if you are listing now, are you putting up decorations or not? Is your house up for sale? That's what I'm saying. If you're listing now. Oh, if you're listing. I thought yeah. you said listening. Yeah. That's what I thought he said too. <laughs> Could you not see it more clearly, please? I'm new at this. <laughs> Miss you. Didn't, didn't hear what you said. Um, so if you are listed now, tasteful, maybe edited, I would wait a little bit. But would um, you do lights outside and nothing inside or just a little bit of uh, stuff? Just a little or? bit to make it feel a little bit cozy because even if someone, if you're decorating for Christmas, even if someone doesn't celebrate Christmas and they're coming into your home, it does give that warm and cozy, cozy feel. And that's what we're ultimately getting our sellers to do is to create a warm environment where when somebody walks in, they can envision their life and their memories and everything there. So the more you can do as a seller to to attract the buyers to come in, the better it is for you. And well, fireplaces and stairwells, right? Fireplaces yes, and stair yes, railings. Like a banister. Just enough. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and banister, just, that's it. Like just, I, I think, I, I think a little bit, maybe give it a week, but I don't, I don't think, I mean, so some decorations, maybe not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I mean, really right now with buyers having as much choice as they do, the condition of your home is so, so important. 
you know, for the last couple of years, whether you still had carpet in your ensuite or didn't, it didn't really matter for buyers because the 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 market was driven by the lack of inventory. People had carpet in their ensuite. Oh, they sure they still do. Yeah. <laughs> they still wow. do, and so and so that's the the challenge right now is that you know you can look at what homes sold for. And you can look at, you know, your house for sale and in and, and the real estate market when we, you know, describe a home as meticulously maintained and, and, you know, lovingly upgraded. Those are really important right now because if you've lived in your home for the last 20 years and you've invested and you've put on a new roof and you've done the windows and, and you've done all these things for buyers – they're sort of thinking there's no capital investment or no large investment that I have to make. I get to move in here and this is new and this is new. And the newness not only allows people to not have to spend money, it gives them time. And that's what people are looking for. We don't know who's going to buy your house, we, but millennials are the largest cohort. And that's what I was just They just, just want say. time and experiences and they don't want to do work. And move in ready. Move in ready, but, but – and, and really, I mean – I, I can't resist, but I'm going to say, Steve, you might this might be news for you, but there is the internet <laughs> and social media. And so all of these houses with this bling and beautifulness on HGTV, that's what people are envisioning when they're looking for homes. And so, of course, the homes that are updated and shine are going to sell disproportionately higher than the ones that need the work because – it's time, it's money, it's looking for scarcity of materials and resources and trades. Trades are very, very difficult to book. I so, think in this market too, if you've got a good agent, the good agent is saying, you know, your home is dated and this is how we're going to price it as a result of that. And you might not like the price, but realistic, and you may have maintained it meticulously and lived there for 20 years, but it's dated and that is reflective in the price. To, to, to bring it to the average buyer's Current taste is sometimes takes some money, and that is updating. Right? I still can't get past carpet in the ensuite. <laughs> it's true. It's Please true. tell me there's only women living in those homes. Five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. As we go, say hello to Connor. Connor, you're lucky today because we got two brains in the house. <laughs> I was going to say they're much better to listen to. Aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to send Paul a text right after this. So, uh, <laughs> I'd say we have two and a half brains. <laughs> um, Don't be so hard on I, yourself, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> I have a specific scenario that I wanted to ask about. It's, it's actually for my friend. Um, so they are uh, upgrading their house. They have a CMHC insured mortgage. And so they want to port and then add to it, which I believe is called blend and extend. But my question is, if you blend and extend a CMHC insured mortgage, I understand you have to stick with the original amortization. You were just talking about that. But does the new money need to be CMHC insured if the total loan to value is going to be less than 80%? Isn't it once insured, always insured, Mark? Once insured, always insured, yeah. So they will have to buy CMHC insurance 
Oh, they already have money. it. Yep, they already have it from their first mortgage. Yes, that that's insured. But like, if, for instance, when I did a port and then extend, I had to pay CMHC a second time. Yes, right? you do have to pay CMHC if it's CMH, CMHC insured the second time. But you're saying your friend is Are not... Are you paying on the difference only then, Barbara? On the difference what? only, yeah. Yeah, so on the difference this time... When I did it, I was high ratio again. That's why I think I yeah. had to do it. But if the 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 current mortgage is CMHC insured, but the the loan to value when they buy the new place, they only need to go up to like seventy percent. You don't and need so, CMHC insurance again then, because okay, you, you're it. not high ratio. Even though they're porting an existing insured mortgage, that's where I got caught up, and I didn't know um, the answer. No, it would still be a new mortgage with greater than 20% down. Okay, so they don't have to worry about paying that premium. But they will have to keep their original amortization, though. They'll have to keep their original amortization. Um, It depends how they do it. I mean, if they're going to blend and increase, then yes. But if they're going to do a whole new mortgage, which they they probably won't because they've got a great They they want to port. Yeah, they they want to port. They want to break. Yeah, yeah, they don't want course. to break and lose the. They, they're paying in the twos right now, which they don't want to lose, right? And yeah, they also don't want to pay a fee to break. So the whole maybe to ask it another way, what's the best way to get the lowest rate and hopefully not have to pay CMHC? Well, it depends on what lender you're with as well. Some lenders will split that mortgage more the banks so than the non-bank lenders, where you can just add another piece to it. You can keep your first piece exactly as it looks, and then just add another piece to it. What would you do, Barb? Well, if that's the kind of mortgage I could do, that's what I'd do. I'd put the new money at the higher rate in a separate piece, and then you've got two payments and everything. Like they behave the same, only different. But then they would come due at the same time. You try and. St- structure them so they do come due at the same time, but then inevitably in your future to to put them together is a refinance type thing, depending, again, depending on the lender. Yeah, but you're trying to get them almost yeah, the same almost date, the same. right? Otherwise, you lose any bargaining power. Exactly, have, right? exactly. See, I thought of maybe doing a secured credit line um, in like instead of a second mortgage, but the trouble is this lender, it's a company called Lendwise. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them. I had yep. never heard of them. Yep. So I don't know if, if... They don't have a line of credit, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, and I don't know if a bank, like, from my experience, banks are very... They won't go in second position behind a company like Lendwise. Nope, that's right? very true. So, that's true, we see that. Yeah, and I don't know if um, other lenders more similar to Lendwise would go in second position behind them. So... Well, you're, then you're subject to lenders that just offer a line of credit, and typically the non-bank lenders, which is what Lendwise is, is, if they did offer lines of credit, they don't. But the ones that do will typically only do a line of credit behind their own first. Yeah. Sounds like Blend and Extend is the best way to go. Yeah, right? it sounds like Blend and Extend is the best way to go. All right, Connor. Sounds good. All right, Thanks. thank you. And Bye. enjoy the rest of the show. I am. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Bye, Connor. <laughs> don't forget to text Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how are people able to afford a mortgage these days when rents in Ottawa for a one-bedroom are about $1,959? Oh Isn't for, that crazy? For a one-bedroom. That's crazy. Now, better than Vancouver at 2500 but still. Yeah, it's crazy. How are you saving money? How are people saving money now? On a one, you're in a one-bedroom paying almost two grand a month. 
Well, I, I, I mean, how are you saving money for a home? Like, I think that's, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a lot of the story with the first time buyers, right? They're trying to save money to get into the market. And not only is the market difficult to get into, but saving money when you're paying rent like that. I do see some first time buyers, though, that I'm really proud of. They stay at home. Yes. And they save significant yes. chunks of money. Yep. I'm, and it's it's like good for you guys. That's I, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing even young people sell um, townhomes that they've purchased or move out of their rentals to move in with mom and dad to save for a couple of years and then and then go out and buy, hopefully, in a couple of years. So, And I think we're going to see more and more of that. I think right? so. Yeah, I, think I think so. so too. But it's it's common in other parts of the world, right, where it's, it hasn't been common here. And, and the hope in Canada is that everyone can afford home ownership. That's what we want. That's what drives our economy. That's what our retirement is. Like, it's just really important for us as Canadians. But I think that, you know, with the rents being as high as they are, um, but there are a lot of people who are renting that are in at much, much lower rates, right? And they're, they're, they're not going anywhere because they're, yeah, they're going to stay renting. They're right? going to stay renting. Um, because but they're protected with lower rates. That's right. And roommates, rents. roommates too. Roommates. People are, are, are getting two-bedroom homes because a two-bedroom home is about, for rent, about $2,500, $2,500. And, you know divided by two is a lot less than the 1900 for one individual. But I think a lot of people moving in with mom and dad. It sort of brings me to another, do we have to go to the phone? No, no, go ahead. So, <laughs> we don't have to do anything. <laughs> it brings me to something else I wanted to bring up on the show that I've seen um, a few times lately in the last month or two is clients coming to me saying, I want to buy a new home, but I don't want to sell my home. I want to keep it as a rental because the market's not great to sell right now, or that's the feeling that's out there anyway. You're not getting the $200,000 over asking that you were getting a year ago. Um, and how difficult that is. That's tough though, it's, isn't it? It's a tough, tough go. Um, with qualifying rates the way they are, I mean, if you've got a $500,000 mortgage on your existing property that you want to keep as a rental, and remember, we don't do rentals one for one. Like, yeah, your mortgage payment's $1,500 and you're going to rent for $2,300. You don't, we don't get to use the $2,300 back into your income. There's formulas and different banks handle it different ways. And then you want to qualify to purchase for a million dollars. Well, depending on what you earn, we say just loose rule of thumb and with qualifying rates the way they are, depending on the debts that you have, you can afford up to four times, say four times your income in the form of a mortgage. Well, if you're making $100,000, that's a $400,000 mortgage, and you've already got one for 500000 that we're using a bit of rental income on, and it's tough to make that qualification. I've had a few but scenarios like that. For, for, for people who are in that position and who are thinking that it's not a good time to sell because they're not getting the same amount that their neighbor did six months ago, you know, the, 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 the really, really important thing to focus on is that the equity gains that they have had in the last couple of years – far outweigh that. Yeah. So focus. You want to compare yourself to your neighbor, compare three years That's ago. That's right. So focus on what the average home sale was in, in early 2019 versus early 2022, and you're winning. Like you really are. So focus on that equity um, and and not the loss, the perceived loss in the last six months. I mean, buyers buyers are out there. There's still a high demand. There really still is a high demand. And, and I... I think it's a good time to, to put it up. All right, let's go back to the phone. Say hello to Patrick in Ottawa. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hello, how are Hi, you? Hi, Patrick. Oh, we're great. Good. Uh, I've got a question about your buddies down at Canada Revenue Agency. 
<laughs> must buddies? be talking to you guys. <laughs> uh, five years ago, I bought a house and I renovated my old house for about $65,000 and I rented it out. Uh, a month ago, Canada Revenue Agency saying that uh, I'm a builder owner and I should have paid HST on my old house. Should I get a lawyer? How long were you living in the old house? Uh, 20 years. Uh, yeah. I, and I, did you did you get it appraised when you just before I, you rented it out? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's key yeah. for sure. Yeah, if you had it appraised and then had it appraised yeah. now after the renovation. And if it was your primary residence. Yeah, I I I'm Yeah, I don't, I, I can't see? see you having to pay anything when you sell that house. No, I mean now they're calling they're t- saying when uh, when I because I rented it out, I became an owner builder after the renovation. I renovated the kitchen bathroom, did some uh, insulation. After, after you, did you do that after you had rented it out? No, before. So No, so you were still an owner-occupier. Yeah, owner-occupier. Then you no, did the renovations, decided to put it up for rent, and then so yeah. it would just be capital gains on the difference between the two yeah. appraisals. Well, I bought, no, I bought a new house. Yeah, it would only be capital gains when it goes to sell this one. one, though. Correct, yeah. Yeah, you, no, should be, not, you should be all right, Patrick. They're asking for HST on the original house, the value of the house. Yeah, I'd speak to a lawyer. Yeah, I'd yeah, speak to a lawyer, too. Yeah. You don't know any good lawyers? Uh, divorce lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not that's yet. not what you're looking for. No. <laughs> Where yeah. would I get it? Give Dora a call after the show. Yeah. Or get, give us a call after the show. <clears throat> we can put you in touch with... Uh, What's with, your number, Dora? Uh, the office is uh, 613-788-2122. 2122. Or Dora Thank at paulrushforth.com. Dora at paulrushforth. Good luck, Thanks Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Bye-bye. Bye. Hopefully we save him a little bit of money. But that, Yeah, my that goodness, seems... that's unusual. Well, I think that the, when he was saying owner-builder, like builders charge the HST, right? But he's not a builder. No. He just did rentals. He's a renter. Yeah. He's a renovator. A renovator. renovator. <laughs> <laughs> 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Door in for Paul. Barb is here for Frank. And nobody could replace me, apparently. Never. Never. <laughs> Never. One in a million. One show in how many years have you guys been on? Uh, I don't know. Frank knows all that. Yeah. Long oh, time. Yeah. He knows all that. He does. God, Frankie, we're missing you. It's more than three years. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, three years on Zoom. It seemed like yeah. it, yeah. 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 Well, two and a half. Yeah, I guess, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I look much better on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Dora, are you seeing any first-time homebuyers these days? We are seeing first-time homebuyers. We're trying to encourage people to not be afraid of the unknown. Um, I actually had a, a first-time homebuyer purchase this week. So they're, um, we are seeing them. We are seeing fewer of them. And we are seeing fewer investors, both local from Ottawa and from Toronto. In in the last couple of years, we had a lot of people coming in. Because and, of cash flow now? Yeah, because of cash flow. Um, first-time homebuyers, I, I, I think right now, there, like I said, there are three months of inventory. You have the luxury of time. And I'm really, really cautiously optimistic that we're back in a market 
where you can put conditions in, you can get building inspections, you can really do your own due diligence on a property. So much um, more peace of mind. It's so much more peace of mind. And yeah. so there were, there was this whole group of people who at the beginning of, you know, COVID, when the prices started going up and the inventory was so scarce and people were competing for homes, they thought, okay, well, I'm going to stay and wait. And and those people now have the ability to get in. So I, I think I think we will see more people come the new year. It's always a little slower, November, December, but I think the first time home buyers, they're they're gonna come. But are we gonna have a crunch come January where everybody all of a sudden is gonna jump in altogether? Like do you see the next month and a half being relatively slow and then all of a sudden, all right, we're hitting another home run again. I, I not a home run, more like a trickle. But uh, but I do believe that we're going to see people – people will sort of – people have to move and people yeah. have to buy. And if you've taken so many years to save for a down payment, do it. Like just do it. Take take the, the variable rate. Do – call Barb, call Frank. Do what you need to do to get into the market. But the sooner you get into the market, the more – the, the sooner you're paying yourself equity versus paying somebody else's mortgage. I think it's a really great idea for first-time buyers. First call should be to you guys, eh, Barb? Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Get your numbers in line. Once your numbers are in line, you've got that peace of mind for knowing what you can shop for. And we'll talk about that fixed rate versus variable rate. Like if we're taking you to your max affordability ratios, the variable may not be the way to go for you. You may want the comfort of a fixed payment, even though the rate's a little higher and I mean, of course, insured, the rate's a little lower, but it it's just, it's peace of mind. It is. And and so go go to the experts for that and then work with someone that has the experience and the knowledge that's been through a market like this that can that can give you the information, give you the data and 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 disseminate all of the information. And then you as a as a consumer, as a buyer, it's up to you to make an informed decision as to what you want to do. And oftentimes when they're, people are presented with the options, with the difference in pricing, with, you know, affordability now versus six months from now, when we expect the house prices still to increase a little bit, like, yes, we're down from six months ago, but we're up over the year. So we still anticipate that, yes, it'll be quite flat, but quite flat still means 2-3% growth. And, and that's a lot. Um, and it's 2-3% on top of that huge that's growth right. that we had. That's and right. that's normal. Like, that's right. That's normal. that's right. So so just work with work with the professionals that can help you and give you the information that you need to make a good decision for your own situation. So I read a stat that you need in Ottawa now about one hundred and twenty eight grand and twenty percent down to get into an average priced home. Is that about right? Well, maybe maybe closer to one hundred and forty because the the average price is still hovering around seven hundred, yeah. six eighty or so. So yeah, one hundred twenty eight, yeah. one hundred forty, same thing. I guess with your twenty percent down. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot tall of money order for a first time buyer, lot especially of back to that rental conversation. Right when you're paying nineteen hundred to twenty four hundred dollars yeah. a month in rent, mm-hmm. how are you saving that money? Yeah. So how much should people be saving now with the hope of buying a home at some point, like whether it's a condo, just to get into the market? All you can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and take you... away from other things, right? Because you're, you like, purchasing a home is a long-term play. It's not a two-year plan. It's a, a 20-year plan. So maybe... Used to be a two-year plan yeah, at one time. Used to be. You know? you buy, yeah, that's true. Sell, yeah. buy, sell, yeah. buy, sell. And, and a lot of people came out on top... 
that a lot of people at the tail end of this have really, really suffered because they were contractually obligated to close on their next home. They were in a very drastic market selling than they were buying. And so the delta between what they listed for and what they thought they were getting and what they ended up selling for was quite different. And so it's it's uh, volatile times, but a really, really, it's well, leveling out. Think about it. It used to be if you were looking at a home for $300,000, which would have been a condo, you need 5% to get in. And there's no shame in 5%. If you're saving 5%, good for you. It's 5% gonna, these 5% days. 5% is, not, is It's going to get yeah. you in the market right? and that's it. And then you put your closing costs in, which we estimate to be 1.5%. So another 4500 bucks. You're into a $300,000 home for twenty k, And that, at that time, like back a couple of years ago, was a condo. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now that's... That's a tough nut to crack, that one for sure. Like, what are you getting for $300,000? Outskirts, if even. Yeah, I think I think you might have better luck getting in an apartment. Um, apartment condo. Condo yeah. versus outskirt. Because the outskirts, if they are listed at that price point, which I think is very, very difficult to find, they'll likely need a bit of maintenance. And That's if what you've I was going to say. If you've been saving and you have that 5% down, it might be hard for you to then have more savings to do yeah, especially the repairs. big stuff, yeah. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of unknowns, right? In a condo, yes, you're paying the condo fees, but you have fixed costs. So you can budget and you can save and, and move up. So then so, tack those numbers on to 500000 That's yeah. right. And that's, that's right. That's a chunk well, to save. And however, for anybody who's doing it, congratulations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, um, if we look at the different pockets of the city, you know, if we look at Orleans, we look at Barhaven, Canada, there are between 75 and 97 townhomes for sale in each one of those pockets. So there is a lot of opportunity and the prices are softening. So first-time home buyers. It's your time. Good Birthdays, Barb. Um, I took these from Frank's calendar, so if he did them last week, my apologies. But Leo Maiorino turned 60 last week, and Erin McDonnell had her birthday. So happy birthday to you, too. I missed Frank's birthday, so happy birthday to you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a party for Frank at the office. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. if you want his body and you think, think he's, he's 60. 60. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to mention uh, Big Sky Ranch in Kempville looking for volunteers. Oh, okay. They're an okay. animal sanctuary. so That's where like, Willie's from. That's where Willie's from. So if you like working with animals and you want to help them out for the winter especially, they can use your help. Just send an email to BigSkyRanch at ExploreNet.ca. I wonder, is there a lot of, um, a lot of uh, adopting going on again? Like through COVID, apparently you couldn't get an animal. Well, you just had to know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take it back. <laughs> Dora, how do we get a hold of you? Dora at paulrushforth.com. Barb? Barb K at mortgagebrokersottawa.com. Have a great week. It was Bye, great having everybody. you here. Bye, everybody.